Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. A lot of interesting things have gone on this past week that can be talked about. However, I'm going to do something different tonight. I'm not going to talk about Trump's appointments. I'm not going to talk about uh, Castro's death. Uh, I'm not going to talk about any of those things. I've decided to do something different this evening because I need the full half hour to tell you the story I'm going to share with you. I want to talk about what's happening at Standing Rock, Standing Rock, North Dakota, where a company's trying to lay in a pipeline in North Dakota to run into Illinois somewhere, and a Native American tribe, uh, Sioux, Sioux Indians, uh, are living on uh, what they call as their property there, and they believe that this pipeline shouldn't be there. It's their property. It's going to screw up their only water system uh, and several other problems. It's turning into a war. Uh, so far, the physical damage, the human physical damage, is being done by the police authorities, the pipeline company, the pipeline company uh, soldiers that were brought in uh, through the former Blackwater. They're, they're called Tiger Swan. I'll tell you more about them. They're like the Hessians uh, in the Revolutionary War, the German soldiers hired by the English to fight the colonists. They're hired guns. They're mercenaries. Our, our government has been using them for years to fight some of these battles for us in the Middle East. We rarely hear about them, but we pay to have a second army there to assist our soldiers. So we're going to talk about all these things. It's going to be an Indian tribe. And I'm going to interchange Indian and uh, Native American. I'm not trying to be impolite to the Indians, but sometimes the way the history goes back on this thing, Indian is going to slip in. Uh, And it's going to go back to history, American history, because one of the important things in a lawsuit that is pending is who owns the land. And we have to go back now and wait do you hear this. This is interesting. We got to remember the Black Hills. Remember the movies. Let's go back to the movies of the 30s, 40s, and 50s with the Sioux Indians, uh, the Gold Rush in the Black Hills, uh, the uh, Great Sioux War. I'm talking about Custer's Last Stand, Little Bighorn, 1876. The, the Indian was the big, the chief of the Indians there at the time leading the pack was Crazy Horse, okay? And this was really the last stand, major stand of the Indian tribes involved in this war at the time, way back then in the 1870s, were the Sioux, the Cheyenne and the Arapaho, primarily the Sioux. And the way this game has turned out is as follows. The Indians had their own piece of land. The government went out there, the United States, and... Uh, they left the Indians alone until we were moving westward, and then gold was discovered. And every time the white people, okay, got to put it that way, the Americans wanted a piece of land because it was advantageous to them for whatever, whether it's to raise cattle, to dig for gold or what. They broke whatever treaty they had with the Indians that said, this is your land, we won't bother you, okay? 
And it happened again, and probably for the last time, when in the Black Hills in 1874, gold was discovered. Well, the Cheyenne were sitting out there, and they were sitting all around it. And this was land that our government gave to them by, it's called the Treaty of Laramie, 1868. We tell the Indians, go live there, we're never going to bother you again. But because of the gold, uh, the, the, men, the white men were going into the hills looking for gold, and the Sioux said, get the hell out, it's my property, and we had the war and everything else. And, of course, in the end, the Indian had to lose. And you recall the Sioux were taken and they were put on trains and sent down to Florida and so forth. They were promised they could come back in two years. It really didn't work out that way. So that's where we are. The Indians are getting screwed. Uh, there's a treaty that was violated, a treaty that was violated. Uh, and now this pipe is being laid. This pipe goes for a lot of miles. Uh, eventually it's going to deliver oil all the way down to New Orleans to get on ships. And we have the Standing Rock Sioux. We have the Dakota Access Pipeline Company, okay? And so another company I'll get to in due course. Now, the Native Americans, the Standing Rock Sioux, say, hey, man, you can't lay your pipe on this land because this is my tribal land. You don't have title to it because the United States government improperly took the land away from us when they did and put us on those trains, etc. Uh, and they say the government took it away improperly. We still have title. There have been a multitude of these lawsuits, by the way, in the last 30, 40 years, and generally the Indians have won on this issue. Also, they say, even if, even if we don't own the land, you have no permission to come on this land because we're living here. You have to get our permission. You have totally ignored us. Also, the law says, I'm not going to cite statute and so forth because there's so many laws involved in this thing, but the law says that the Indians are required to be notified that the pipeline company was coming in so they could establish a protest and so forth even if they do not own the land. Now, what, as a practical matter here is what's happening. The Missouri River runs alongside the land where the Native Americans live today. It is their only source of water, the Missouri River, sole source of water for them. The pipe is going to be laid 70 miles north of where they are, where the Indians are, the Native Americans today, uh, and it's going to run 75 feet to 150 feet under the river. However, the problem is, if there is a leak at that point anywhere, the river runs down from that point to the Native American lands today. In other words, it runs down that 70 miles uh, distance because it doesn't go up the water, it goes down, and the water that they're going to be have to drink, wash, etc., will be contaminated by the oil. Understand this, too, and this is very important. This Dakota Access Pipeline Company, all right, they have a terrific record when it comes to leaking oil pipes. 
They have the worst record in the United States the last few years. They have had more pipe leaks than any other company. So, you know, you you got to listen to what they say and take it with a grain of salt. Now, there there is another law involved here. If you're going over Indian lands, if you're going over the white man's lands, you've got to be careful where they have their people buried and where they have uh, monuments to their ancestors. You can't desecrate this. Well, the Indians say, hey, this land that you're digging up every place, which runs along uh, along the river, not just under it, it runs along the river also, uh, that's where our people are buried. That's where our ancestors are buried. You, you you can't do this. Plus, we had monuments. Indians in the old days, they took stones, and they'd scrape pictures onto them and everything else. You're desecrating those. You're digging up the bodies of our ancestors, and you're disposing of them, you know, in a landfill someplace. You can't do that because the law, again, there's a law that says you've got to talk to us first, and you've got to avoid doing this. So the Sioux say... This is you, you can't do this. They're trying to stop him. The pipeline company says, we don't care. Typical corporate America, international oil company, we don't care. And they've gone out and they've dug up the graves. Not all of them. They're digging up the graves, the monuments. They don't care. They're just going to plow ahead and get this thing done and screw the Native Americans. All right. Now, the Indians' bodies also become evidence in a trial. There's a, a lawsuit was started in, I think, July in federal court in uh, North Dakota. Uh, part of the case is on appeal right now before the circuit court, and another portion of the case has, uh, a, a, just this past week, a Thursday or Friday, a motion was made for an injunction by the Indians saying they're digging up our bodies and and all the other reasons I gave you, these bodies are evidence in a trial. Because when we show you where the bodies are, you know that is our ancestral land. And this is easy to do, to show where the bodies are. You don't have to dig them up. They have machinery today that identifies these things. We had this problem here in Key West several years ago. About 80, uh, a slave ship that went down ended up dead on our beaches. They were buried on the beach, Higgs Beach, here in Key West. And when they were discovered, they didn't dig anybody up. They had a machine that went over and identified the bodies, how they were laid out, the number, and so forth. But they're destroying evidence that the Native Americans need at trial. Now, involved in this 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 furor right now, this, this is turning into big-time stuff, as you will see, uh, are 2,000 demonstrators. They are the Native Americans who live there and plus people who are coming from all over the country to support them. The oil company, again, is Dakota Access Oil Pipeline Company. They've been at a standoff since this summer, okay? They've been in a standoff. And the reason for the standoff, again, I'm going to repeat this, uh, the Indians are fearful of their water. They also feel they have ancestral rights. These are cultural sites and shouldn't be tampered with. Uh, and the pipeline will not be safe. It will contaminate their water because this company has the worst record ever for uh, contamination, oil leaks. Things have gotten so bad at Standing Rock, North Dakota, that people are being hurt. 
not the police, not this military group from Tiger uh, Swan, but the protesters. So doctors are going there. They're volunteering their time one week, two weeks at a time. They've set up a medical tent city to aid these people. And it's overwhelming, uh, the injuries and the amount of people being, being hurt here. Uh, just this past Sunday evening, they had a confrontation, the biggest jet ever. Police were shooting. When I talk about police, I'm talking about SWAT teams, one particular SWAT team from out there. They, had the, they come in these big tank trucks, MRAPs or something, that we're using in, Af- in Afghanistan. We, we use in Syria. We use in uh, Iraq. And these are the same military vehicles that our government donates or rents to local uh, communities for their police to use, and now they're being used against the people of those communities, okay? Now, the police, and no one knew it, the, it, the police, I call them the police, they're also this, uh, these uh, mercenaries, are shooting rubber bullets and concussion grenades, Okay. Rubber bullets and concussion, uh, concussion grenades at these people protesting. They're using water sprays. Now you say, well, what the hell? It's a, you know, it's like the fire hose. The only trouble is, the temperature when they were doing this was 26 degrees. That's freezing. And they aimed these water hoses directly on the protesters who now got hermatoma or whatever. What's they forget what the word is? I can't pronounce it here. Uh, but they got frozen. They went into the medical tents with ice hanging from their eyelids, their nose, their fingers, their faces, all right? And they're using tear gas. The, there's too many headshots with these rubber bullets. There's a number of concussions, lacerations, again, from the rubber bullets. The medical tents that I told you about were not ready to handle the people Sunday, Okay. And they worked all night, uh, okay, to take care of the protesters as the injured protesters were b- brought in uh, after they and the police had uh, clashed. There were more than 200 injured on Sunday. 17 were hospitalized. Uh, again, some people arrived with sheets of ice hanging over them, and they had to be treated for, and I can pronounce the word now, hypothermia. Many were crying. One doctor, Dr. Sterling from Seattle, who was there as a volunteer, said that the images of that night will stay with him forever. And I quote, seeing that degree of violence inflicted upon unarmed Americans who are exercising their freedom of speech was really shocking. And that it was done by police officers was all the more appalling. Okay. And he says this was the way it was, and it's been my, my, on my mind ever since, uh, and I have returned now to Seattle. Now, let's get into who's involved on the side of the police. There is a military group, as I told you. Uh, they're called U.S. forces. They're called U.S. militants. They are really not associated with the government right now. Uh, except I don't know who's paying them. This is the old Blackwater group that had to change their name a couple of years ago because they were doing too many bad things over in the Middle East. But it's a company that trains, et cetera, and sends mercenaries to fight in foreign lands together with our soldiers. Well, here they're fighting on American soil against American citizens, and they're being paid 
They're being paid eventually by the oil company. These people who are the the subsidiary, whatever you want to call it, is Tiger Swan of the old Blackwater that's there with the mercenaries. And they're there to protect uh, the Dakota pipeline, as they put it. Fires are being started. Well, the people who are out there and it's cold, the protesters are building fires to keep warm. However, the type of equipment being used against the protesters cause fires. And so you got fires all over the place, have nothing to do with the protesters' little fires to keep warm, but these phony soldiers, these militants are saying, these mercenaries, it's caused by the protesters. Uh, again, this is a military group. They're not U.S. military. They're hired by the contractor, and they're in there helping that pipeline company in reality who's paying the bill for them in the final analysis. The surveillance going on with regard to these people, with regard to the protesters by these mercenaries, is sophisticated. They have everyone's so, uh, cell phone screwed up, hard to take uh, videos with your cell phone, all done very scientifically. Now, understand, too, Tiger Swan, they are the bad guys. They're now, right now, in Afghanistan, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, India, Latin America, and today in North Dakota, okay? Uh, the pipeline company says, we can't be held up. We refuse to be held up. Time is costing us money. They claim that if they can't continue working, they're losing $80 million a month by the delay. I find this hard to believe, $80 million a month. I'd like to know how they you know, put the figures together. Uh, the U.S. Army of Engineers, our Army of Engineers, United States Army of Engineers are in there and supposedly to help the protesters, but they're not. They're helping the state of North Dakota. They're helping Tiger Swan. They're helping the mercenaries. They're helping the local sheriff's department. What they do is they're saying they have no plans for forcible removal of anyone. In a statement issued Sunday, they said, and I quote, we are seeking a peaceful and orderly transition to a safer location, unquote. Uh, they claim these are federal lands, and these lands will be closed to everyone, which means the protesters, okay? And the problem is, Title to the land is in, in dispute. The pipeline company said, we own it. <laughs> they don't own it, <laughs> as far as the Indians are concerned. And this is the first time title is going to be resolved since the 1870s in a courtroom. They're also saying, for protection purposes, because we don't want these protesters hurt, we've set, picked a piece of land several miles away from where the pipeline's being laid, and the protesters can go there, and we've got another spot equidistant for reporters, okay? Because they don't want anybody to see what the hell's going on. And they said, we're going to protect you by having you protest several miles from where the damage is being done. And if you don't get the hell off this land by December 5th, a few days from now, you will be considered trespassers and subject to prosecution. <laughs> Let me also point out, these people got money, this pipe company. Uh, 
the overall, you know, you always got corporations and subsidiaries involved in these things. Uh, the pipeline is the pipeline company, as I, I set forth. It's operated and owned by Energy Transfer Partners, okay? Now, it is reported that Trump owns stock in Energy Transfer Partners. You think he's got a problem with regard to his hotels and his business interests anywhere in the world? He's got another problem over here in his own country, because if, in fact, he does own stock, what the hell is he going to do? Obama told the pipeline company to back off two or three months ago. They refused to do so. What's Trump going to do when he takes office? You know, give him carte blanche, go in, the end. If he does own stock, now you got a hell of a problem. You can't do that. <laughs> okay. Reporters the same way. Reporters are kept off the premises, and this is what bugs the hell out of me. The usual media, the usual TV, uh, newspaper, magazine outlets that we all depend on are reluctant to go out there. They're not sending their people out. You read very little about this and hear very little about this through the media. There is a company called Unicorn Riot. Uh, they're a media collective. They only go, they were formed to go to places where there's a lack of media coverage coming out. And they, they, they worked at uh, Occupy Wall Street when reporters couldn't get in there in New York City a couple of years ago. All right. They go where the normal reporters discouraged to go. What they do, and this is wild, they, <laughs> they stream this thing on YouTube live. Boom. <laughs> Isn't that terrific? They stream this on YouTube. And so whenever... The other side says something contrary to what the Native Americans are saying. They just run the YouTube uh, and say, hey, look, you're lying. It's wrong. And they've caught them several times with this here. Because they said, for example, they're not firing tear gas canisters directly at the, the protesters, and they are, uh, and things like that. Let me tell you quickly uh, about Sophia Wolinsky. Sophia Walensky is 21 years old from New York City. Back in January of this year, she was there. She went to Standing Rock, North Dakota, to protest with the Native Americans. All right, her, her, her right. Now there is a bridge on a highway number 1806 in Cannonball, North Dakota. This is on the property we're talking about that the Indians claim is theirs, and where this pipeline company is trying to do work. And they had blocked the bridge. So the protesters were on the bridge trying to remove whatever was blocking the bridge. What the police did at that time injured 300 unarmed protesters. One was Sophia Walensky. Sophia Walensky. And what happened basically is this. Uh, she was on the bridge trying to move things. And when they told her, when they shot, shot the rubber bullets, the rubber bullets, uh, she got hit by one and knocked her down. That was enough for her. She went to get up to run away. And when she got up to run away, she was hit by a grenade on her arm. It was either a stinger grenade or an instantaneous blast CS grenade. All right. It exploded directly on her arm. It blew her arm open. 
forces were there. She stands to lose this arm even today. And she was running away when this grenade hit her arm. One of the witnesses said uh, that this MRAP or whatever this military vehicle was, the guys who shot the grenade, they got out of their tank, as I would call it, and were laughing that they had hit her, and they were saying, boy, that was a good shot. This girl may lose an arm because of this. This was supposedly from a SWAT team, a Sheriff's Department SWAT team that did this. Uh, This isn't good stuff. Not good stuff at all. I want to tell you what's happening as a a practical matter also. The vets are going there. Oh, there's going to be a demonstration this week on December 4th. Hundreds of veterans are heading to Standing Rock to stand with the Native Americans, okay? Because they are pissed off, the only way to put it, uh, as to the police officers and police enforcement and these military people who are acting aggressively against these unarmed protesters. Very much upset. They anticipate that 2,000 veterans are going to show up. Uh, They are going to join the protesters again. GoFundMe has already raised in excess of half a million dollars to help get the vets to pay their way to Standing Rock. The veterans are working directly with the elders. Isn't this nice? The elders of the Standing Rock Sioux. And leading this whole thing, by the way, is Wesley Clark, several years ago, retired general, U.S. Army, much decorated, big NATO hero, uh, was a candidate in the Democratic ticket about three elections ago for president, didn't make it, but he's a well-respected man. Uh, He's out there, and he's going to be leading these people, uh, okay? Also, there's going to be a congresswoman, Tulsi Gabbard, who's part Indian. She's a congresswoman from Hawaii. She's a veteran, and she is joining them because she thinks they're getting a screw job. Let me tell you what else is happening here. Everything is cause and effect in this world, cause and effect. Now, what do I mean? So many protesters have been arrested. 575 is the number that the judicial system, the court system, can't handle these people. See, people go out and do things and don't realize what the impact's going to be. And what's happening out here in North Dakota is what's going to happen with Trump. He's going to go out and take in, what, 2 million uh, criminal, illegal immigrants right away and deport them. He doesn't understand. Whether they're legal, illegal, criminal or not, they're entitled to go before an immigration judge. They've got to have a court proceeding before you can throw them out of the country. Uh, they're entitled to a lawyer. You've got to have a courtroom. You've got to have a clerk. These things cost money. Where are you going to put them all? Impossible to process $2 million, even in one year. Well, what's happened out here, after 575 arrests, they don't have enough judges, lawyers, Court clerks or courtrooms, the system is totally collapsing in North Dakota. The courts have already asked the state for $1.5 million to help them, additional monies to their budget, and said we're probably coming back for more. North Dakota's broke, by the way. The public defender's office has asked for $670,000 right away to defend these people and probably going to come back for more. Same thing that's going to happen to to Donald Trump. Uh, The system just can't. I know that I'm a retired lawyer. The judicial system just cannot handle this type of increase overnight uh, to the system. That's the story of what's happening out there in Standing Rock. I I hope I've 
made clear what's happening. It's the good guys and the bad guys, and the bad guys are bringing in paid bad guys. It's like an old West story, and this is the old West. Remember, this is where the war was, the Indian War, Sioux War, uh, Little Bighorn, Custer. The, 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 the uh, bad guys, the corporations, the pipeline company, they're bringing in hired guns, mercenaries, to, to fight on their side. Uh, against the protesters who have yet to use guns or anything like that to inflict any damage, or they haven't even thrown a rock yet. Uh, disgusting situation. Uh, now, let's see, if I covered everything I wanted to cover? I've covered everything I want to cover. Uh, I did this story tonight, and I'm doing this story tonight, because I think it's, it's a tale that has to be told. It's not coming out in our newspapers and on TV and in the radio, etc., because... Either there's deals being made, don't get involved, or they're just afraid to send their people out there. I don't know. I think it's important. These are Americans out there. These Native Americans are Americans. Indians, though they may be, they are Americans. And they're getting the hell knocked out of them. And someone's got to help them. And you see what's developing here. It's going to get worse. Just thought I'd share it with you. I'm glad you joined me today. Uh, I enjoy doing this show. It's a little different. The show is archived. I know most of you will be reading it, uh, will be listening rather, in the archived versions on Black Talk Radio, YouTube, and linked to Key West Lou website. I thank you again for joining me. Look forward to being with you next week.